This is Straight Talk with D. Kelly. I discuss current events in politics, and I'd like to say I bring a little common sense to the craziness. Today is Tuesday, September 14th, and first we're going to start off with the new Texas Senate Bill 8. It's the abortion law that bans abortion after an ultrasound detects a fetal heartbeat, which usually occurs around six weeks. That's why you hear about six weeks when they're talking about the Texas bill. Governor Abbott was asked, he's the Texas governor, he was asked about how he could help women who were the victims of rape and incest, and this was his response. Let's make something very clear. Rape is a crime, and Texas will work tirelessly to make sure that we eliminate all rapists from the streets of Texas by aggressively going out and uh, arresting them and prosecuting them and getting them off the streets. I really don't know how he's going to do that, but we'll, we'll, we'll see if he has any success in just eliminating all rapists from the state of Texas. And this is how the Justice Department is answering Texas. The Justice Department is suing the state of Texas because they claim that the Texas law, one, denies the right of citizens to seek an abortion, two, denies the government the right to enforce the law, and three, blocks the federal government, or the federal right to health care. So uh, I believe that... The abortion laws have been in place for 50 years, and now we're trying to send it back to before Roe v. Wade in 1973. The strange thing about this bill is that they're asking normal citizens to take other citizens to civil court and be able to sue them for $10,000, and uh, that's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, these are people... It could have nothing to do with each other. They were not harmed in any way, and they did not suffer any loss. Usually, you go to civil court if you suffered some kind of loss and you want to be paid back for that loss. Now, the whole premise of civil court is you have two parties, one person that was harmed and the other person that uh, they will claim did the harming to the other person. So there's some sort of relationship usually between these two people and and the fact that one person uh, did some type of damage and the other person needs compensation. These are, uh, this is litigants and they usually are connected in some kind of way. It's really weird um, that a civil court would would ask to get involved with something like this. It really doesn't even sound to be constitutional, really. I'm not a lawyer, but I'm just saying it doesn't seem like it would be right in any way. We turn now to vaccinations and coronavirus. They've said recently that we've reached a fatal end stage at our hospitals. That means we're running out of ICU beds in many states. We don't have room for patients with other medical conditions that need intensive care unit beds. Uh, The COVID rates are especially high among our children. And all of this combined with the low vaccination rates around the country and we've We've led then to new measures being enacted by our government 
to take action. And President Biden has revealed his new COVID plans recently. He's asking 17 million healthcare workers that are required to now get vaccinated at hospitals and other sites that receive Medicare or Medicaid. Businesses with 100 or more employees are requiring their employees to be fully vaccinated or then otherwise to receive weekly COVID tests. And the TSA has doubled fines for passengers that break the mask rules on all airplanes. We've seen the pushback from about 19 Republican governors and other businesses also that oppose these kind of COVID restrictions for vaccination restrictions. And one of them happens to be Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. When you have a president like Biden issuing unconstitutional edicts against the American people, uh, we have a responsibility to stand up for the Constitution and to fight back, and we are doing that in the state of Florida. This order would result potentially in millions of Americans losing their jobs. I think we should be protecting people's jobs, not trying to kick people out of work right now, and that's exactly what we're going to be doing in Florida. Now, Ron DeSantis, um, I wonder if he actually believes this because you know, a lot of politicians are taking their Republican stance that they have to say these things in order to satisfy their base and make sure that they are supported going in to uh, the next next election. But of course, Ron has um, grand, uh, grandeur, lots of grandeur to uh, reach to the presidency. So he has higher hopes. Now, as a Republican, Ron, I thought that you're supposed to believe in free enterprise. And that means you think that it's up to each business to decide what is best for themselves, that they can choose who they hire, who they fire, what kind of requirements they want in their own company. And that should be the cornerstone of what we believe in as Americans. We're, we're a free enterprise society. And we give our businesses lots of freedom and choice. And I remember hearing a story from Delta Airlines. They said that they were requiring their unvaccinated employees to pay more for health care. They said that it cost them about $50,000 per person in COVID hospital cost. And that's why they were requiring their unvaccinated employees to pay more. And that was Delta Airlines. You know, there's many companies that are saying that they support uh, vaccinations for their employees' uh, requirements. And uh, a, a lot of people are deciding, well, you know, do they want to work there? They don't have to. If they decide that um, Home Depot wants to require you to have vaccinations and you don't want to, you don't have to work for Home Depot. You can find someplace else that you work. And you're saying, I, I see what you're saying, Ron. It's not fair that they should have to make that choice or they should have to be fired over that. What are these companies thinking about when they require vaccinations. Well, they're thinking that their vaccinated employees are all feeling comfortable 
that they're working in a safe environment with other vaccinated employees, that not one employee is going to come to work, give them COVID, and then make them sick. So they have to go home and quarantine for two weeks because nobody likes having to quarantine and not work for two weeks either, Ron. Now, let's take a look at it from the other side. Like if I'm thinking about if I were a company, what would go through my mind? As as an employer, I would feel good that I have a strong, healthy workforce under my belt that uh, I would be paying lower insurance cost for health care for my employees. It would also be a healthy environment for any customers coming into what is maybe our store or our restaurant that um, that we provide a safe environment for people and they don't have to be worried about catching COVID because we're getting more and more variants out there. We're getting more and more serious. It's it's becoming more deadly. And the more and more this virus mutates, the more dangerous it's going to become. Now, I don't want you to be shocked right now, but I'm going to play you just a little something. That was the song from the musical Come From Away. It's a play that was written about the true story when 6,700 passengers were forced to land in nine, on 9-11 in Gander, Newfoundland. It's a heartwarming story, and I just happened to run across it uh, last weekend when I was thinking about 9-11 and the 20th anniversary. And if that didn't warm your heart, and if you hadn't seen it yet, you need to. And But I'll also leave you with the words of former President George Bush and uh, his touching speech from Pennsylvania last weekend, last Saturday. And I thought it was great, and I thought it, we should hear it again. It's just a part, not the whole thing. And we have seen growing evidence that the dangers to our country can come not only across borders, but from violence that gathers within. There is little cultural overlap between violent extremists abroad and violent extremists at home. But in their disdain for pluralism, in their disregard for human life, in their determination to defile national symbols, they are children of the same foul spirit, and it is our continuing duty to confront them. That was former President George Bush talking about the threat of domestic as well as foreign terrorists. Um, And they have said that there are terrorists right here in the United States that attack our capital, that attack people, that attack each other, that we have violence from within. And it's bad enough that we have to protect ourselves against foreign terrorists in other countries, but we also have to 
be worried about terrorists within our own borders, within the United States. The people you live next door to that seem all nice and kind and, and private and wonderful people, but really they could be uh, terrorists that are planning plots, that are uh, going to go in public places and cr- uh, create violence and uh, take and take bombs to people and and blow up things and, and attack us uh, this is bad enough uh, that uh, this has become bad enough and we need to do better uh, I heard somebody said that they don't trust the government anymore. And this is what's becoming a problem. We have Americans not trusting our government, not trusting uh, people are going to do the right thing. And that is causing problems. And that is what's uh, causing people to turn against each other rather than unite. So um, that's what George Bush was implying, that we need to take a look around and we need to think about uh the the kind of person um that we are as Americans are we going to support each other and it goes back to what i was saying just last week we need to be americans first and how ironic that that uh george bush decided to talk about that on 911 from Pennsylvania, um, that he wanted to emphasize those things to us and that it's it's the same thing. Uh, a lot of news um, organizations play the speech and this, especially that part of the speech because it's defining of this time of, that we're in right now. Uh, it's bad enough we have to fight a virus that we cannot see that is in the air and it's spread between people and we we have to fight so many enemies why does the enemy come from within why does it live next to you and that's what we need to think about and um i hope you will agree we need to be one and we need to get united again the same way we were right after 9-11 we were one country we were supportive of each other and we were trying to stand tall once again and we can do that again we just have to remember who we are now if you have an opinion and you'd like to voice it to me you can leave me a voicemail at anchor.fm slash dkelly slash message or you can tweet me at dkelly22 that's d-e-k-e-l-l-y two two